make a big noise playing in the street gonna be a big man someday you got mud on your face you big disgrace kicking your can all over the place singing we will we Hello guys and welcome to your favorite FPL podcast, that is the UOFPL podcast. I'm your host for today, my name is Chief Weekend Chris, aka Cheese with the Ace. And for the third time this season, I will be going. Your favorite toe is currently on vacation and so he's unavailable today. But not to worry, we have some wonderful analysts in the building to help you all out. I know podcast for the season. And with me, I have Moise. Say hello. Hello, guys. Uh, good to be back and let's go. Okay, and we have two special guests in the building. Uh, we have Benki and we have Tunji. So, Benki, say hello. Yeah, hello, guys. Uh, great, great to be joining you guys on this final episode. Uh, it's really something. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunji, and it's great to be here. Looking forward to us shedding tears on Sunday. Okay. Um. Indeed, indeed. We are hoping that this season will end it on a high uh, season um, with lots of green arrows, maybe one of our differentials scoring a hat-trick or something similar. Uh, so that at the very least, you know, even though we don't win our mini leagues or, you know, if the final game we at least, we can beat our chest and say, hey, I was top this final game. You know, so yes. Um, so moving right on into the game week, we have four fixtures this game week. Uh, what does this sense that um, this is not just a game week to, um, for the clubs to just relax and you know be on holidays mentally? Because it's very, very important to some teams. And uh, we also have fans coming back this game week. So I think everybody is going to be on their A game. You know, the away teams have something to prove. The home teams are playing in front of their fans after a very long time. So trust me, you want to step up there. It's really a wonderful uh, game week right here. Uh, so for our fixtures, we have Arsenal, Brighton, uh, Aston Villa, Chelsea, Fulham, Newcastle, Leeds, West Brom, Leicester, Spurs, uh, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Man City, Everton, Sheffield, Burnley, West Ham, Southampton, and we have Wolves versus Manchester United. So what do you think about these fixtures? Um, starting with you, Moe. Yeah, I think yeah, the fixtures look great on paper. Something, some teams have uh, things to play for, like Liverpool, Leicester, for Chelsea, and, and the fans coming back. I think we might have a lot of goals going in this weekend. I really do feel it's going to be yeah. good face to some fixtures. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually think so too. Uh, thank you. 
looking at it, you just expect some teams to be off their game. You, know, you expect teams like Manchester United not to be really too impressive this week. But a lot of a lot of teams right now, especially those mid-table teams, you know, so, um, you have teams that are fighting for the Europa League. You have um, Leicester that still wants to qualify for the Champions League. So, you know, matches like that will just be very interesting. You can't really predict them, you know. But you just ex- you just expect goals. Like people are just going to open the floodgates, just go for that last final push, just make sure that they secure yeah. something before the end of the season. Okay, what about you, Tunji? What do you feel? I'm expecting. A lot of goals, uh, especially from games like Fulham, Newcastle, and Leeds West Brom. Although th- those games look like there's something that the team needs to play for, but I just I feel there might be goals there. While the rest, the European uh, sports That's games it. might be a bit tight. So yeah. Mm. That's that, um, okay. Okay. Um, I think this is something we all agree on. I think this game week is going to be a game week with lots of goals and I also feel like we're, ha- we're going to have to see some uh, differentials to um, popping in with the big numbers, especially with um, you know, people playing in front of their fans and all that. Um, so moving on, um, what do we all feel or, okay, let's, let's go to potential picks first of all. Um, let's say three picks per person. Who do you feel um, is going to really pop this game week. Moise, starting with you. I'm not going to be mentioning the regular guys, the Salah and the Kings. I'm just looking at personally players that I don't have in my team. I'm looking to bring in, like I said, I just want to have fun this game week. So okay. I'm going to bring in a couple of players. One is um, Stuart Dallas. Okay. For those that don't have them, um, Leeds are going to be playing in front of their fans in the, in the Premier League game for the first time in 17 years. Wow, and that road is going to be rocking, and I just feel we are going to get a league classic mm. against West Brom. Mm. So Dallas, we all know about Dallas, plays in midfield, very good attacking potential. Then Patrick Bamford too, he was on form last game week, got double figures. Yeah. Then the last one will be Antonio, since he came back from injury, has quietly been nudging, nudging in points. Three goals in his last four game week, and West Ham are actually fighting for their uh, point record in the Premier League. And they need like one point to equal it, and three points to surpass it. So there's something to fight for for West Ham. I'm very sure uh, those players will be motivated to have that record on their book. So those are my three picks. Okay. Um, what about you, Benki? Um, who are your three picks for this week? Um, for this game week, I've personally gone with um, Ademola Lukman of Fulham for Fulham wow. against Newcastle. Yeah, uh, Fulham are playing at home against Newcastle. I just hope that those guys are just able to take the game seriously. Uh, Newcastle have been have been a tough team, but you know if if goal starts flooding in and Fulham starts, let's say get two or three goals, I can expect him to probably drop a goal and an assist. Then. On that player, I'm also I'm also looking at his Rafinha. I don't have I don't have Bamford at the moment, which is what I'm actually I'm probably looking to get. But although Bamford is not a differential, but I went for Rafinha instead. Hopefully he starts. Hopefully he starts and is able to play. Then another person to look at would probably be um, a Wolves player, probably a Wolves midfielder or a Wolves forward. 
since Manchester United may not be going all out, a Wolves midfield or forward player may be something to consider. Let's say if a goal or two is going in, but can't really, you can't really tell with differentials. They don't they don't give the assurance like the standard players. So uh, it's always the risk. Okay, okay, that's impressive and very, very bold, if I would say. And then again, um, Wolves are also playing with their coach, um, Nuno, for the last time. So I'm guessing they would also want to give him a very good send off. So, yeah, so I think um, sneaking in one, you know, midfielder that pops up with goals here and there from Wolves might not be a bad idea if you want to take example this game. Um, so, Tunji, what do you feel? Uh, what are your potential picks this game? So, I'll be going with what uh, with what we said in terms of Dallas. I don't have him, so I'm thinking about bringing him in. The guy has eight goals already in Premier League this season. No Chelsea player has up to that amount. So, I think I might bring the guy in. Then, uh, Rafinha also is looking enticing. Then, Chris Wood of Burnley. Yeah. I feel because only we are very attacking-minded against Liverpool. And uh, so I think I might bring in Chris Wood. Although the problem is I have Kane and Antonio already. So bringing in Wood is, might be difficult because Benteke might not play. I'm not sure yet. So and Benteke has been really you know, good recently, like the past three games or so. So yeah, yeah I think I might bring in Wood for Benteke. If possible. Okay, okay. So, I those are yeah. some, some pretty, pretty... Um, I, I think it's safe to say that uh, from the picks of each and every one of you here, if those people do get some good points, which I do expect most of them to, um, it's actually going to translate to Green Arrow because um, these are people who aren't, um, who, don't, who, don't, who don't have a very high ownership, you know, in terms of um, as compared to people like them, Harry Kane, Salah, and you know, the likes of them. So um, we are hoping that these people actually do come out good for reasons um, that we have all stated. So, okay, um, that's good. So how about the differentials? Um, what do you feel, Moise? Who uh, is your differential? Or who are your differentials? I'm going to go with uh, money, you know, Money against Crystal Palace. That's his favorite team in the Premier League. He has scored in seven successive games against Crystal Palace. And um, if he scores on Sunday, he's, done, he's going to equal the record of scoring um, consecutive games against a single opponent of eight, eight times. I think uh, Van Persie has that record against Stoke City. So Money loves Crystal Palace. He has two goals, two assists in his last five game with 6.4% ownership. And the other one with Ferran Torres. Must have the championship final coming very soon. So I expect Torres to start against Everton. They are going to get a trophy in front of their fans. They are going to put in a good performance. 3.1% ownership. 7.8 points per game in his last five games. So he has been scoring. He has been getting good points. So Ferran Torres. Then we lock to his one. So 4.8 million. Good enabler. So those are the three basic um, yes, yes, those speaks are quite uh, impressive. What about you, Pink? Uh, what do you feel? Okay, um, potential that I have presently. Um, 
Certainly, I also, I also got to manage this game week um, for the last time since, for the first time since game week two, I sold Bruno, uh, used you funds to bring in money for one final game week. Then I have, uh, it's my team is pretty much differential, uh, Rafinha, Zuckman, then um, I also have Saka, but I need bench him, then Dallas as well. Uh, just looking at players and that are playing against teams that are somewhat big, but I expect Rafinha and Mane to just give a good go. I started really looking to those two. Then probably Watkins, but Watkins isn't really a differential, twenty-two percent ownership. But yeah, he may still surprise Chelsea. Chelsea may not be too focused, and can just being the appointment is going to get a goal or two from that game. Okay. Um, what about you, Tunji? What do you feel? What are your differentials? Um, the one is also Jovino. Yeah, has scored in consecutive matches. He's the youngest. The youngest player in currently this season. Uh, so I might bring him in. Then uh, I'm thinking about Femio too. Femio, I think, has scored three goals in his last six games. And the last time he played Palace, he had two goals and one assist. He gave I think, 15 points or so in the reporting. So I might think about Femio, Jowilov. Or Ferran Torres too. But that Ferran Torres, I'm not sure because Aguero might play. And if he is there, then he might be playing on the wing. So, Jowilo can familiar though on my mind. Okay, okay. Um, some interesting picks from you too. Uh, personally though, I would say um, I would I wouldn't look past the couple of Arsenal players this week as differential because um, Arsenal is playing uh, in front of their fans and Arsenal still has an outside chance of qualifying for the European um, Everton plays um, Everton has a tough fixture as well as um, um, Everton and and who again Oh my God seems to lost well, my train of thought well, Yes. Yes. Um, so I mean, if 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 um, Spurs and Leicester, but Leicester has to win Spurs to be to have a chance of qualifying for the Champions League. And if um, Leicester does that or gets at least a draw from Spurs and Arsenal win, Arsenal climbs Spurs. And um, the same goes to Everton. If Everton draws or um, loses their game and Arsenal wins, Arsenal climbs Everton and moves to uh, and Arsenal could move as high as sixth from um, as high as seventh from um from ninth position currently. So um and that would give them an outside chance to qualify for champion for Europa League with um, the playoff. You know, so I think um Arsenal would want to go all out. So I wouldn't look past people like um America Bomeyang or uh Pepe who has also been on form. You know, so um, those are. I think any Arsenal player right now is going to be differential <laughs> because Arsenal has been terrible all season, and um, so many people have been selling their assets and and all that. So yeah, I think um, Arsenal is a good place to look at for differential. Um, so yeah, I think that that would be the only differential uh, pick from me. So let's talk about the season in general, being that it's the last game week of the season. Um, how about we start with the best signing so far? Who has been your best signing? Your season-changing 
signing, like that signing that, oh my God, it turned your season around for the better. What's been your best signing? Let's start with you. Um, it has to be Stuart Dallas. I, I had him game week one. I knew all about Leeds in the championship already. So when I was just going through that thing, and I saw Dallas, um, um, this guy, Longstrom, was still fresh in my mind. A midfield a defender that plays in midfield that gets points. Let's say I saw Dallas. I think it was 4.5 million. I got him in immediately game with one, and he has been absolutely phenomenal for me. Stuart Dallas, just brilliant. Dallas has been brilliant. He, um, I didn't have him early on, but when I got him, he he did pop up with some wonderful points for me. So just imagine you that hadn't game with one. Wow. <laughs> no, that that that's pretty amazing. I swear, that's pretty amazing. How about you, Benki? Who's been your signing of the season? Ah, my sign of the season has been Cresswell. Honestly, like, wow. um, you are talking players that were just lucky uh, giving those points back to back on steady on steady weekends. Man, it was Cresswell before he got before he got that injury. I think four or five game weeks, four or six game weeks back. He was just a consistent player. If he, if he wasn't keeping a clean sheet, he was giving an assist. I think it was even when um, he had that injury that West Ham pretty much plummeted. So I think I had him since game week mm. six or two. And that was around the time where West Ham were just uh, consistent. So he really, he was, when everybody was flopping, he was just giving me the point steady. So <laughs> one, of, one of my best players, honestly. I captained him like two or three times and Two out of those three times, he didn't disappoint. So, really, re- really enjoyed Chris Cresswell this season. Mm, impressive and quite surprising. But yeah, Cresswell did pop up with some really good points. Um, how about you, Tunji? Who has been your best signing of the season? The best signing has to be Antonio. Mm. I brought him, I think, game week 19 or so. Yeah, they had this double game week. And, and he got um, 18 points. Yeah, and yeah. then he has been giving like eight points, nine points. So, but then he picks up injuries like two weeks or three weeks. So that's the only issue. Yeah. But then the guy is is awesome. Yeah. He leads the line true. for expected goals among strikers. So mm. yeah, I think um, Antonio has been my best sign this season. Actually, I agree with that. Antonio has been a very, very wonderful signing indeed. Um, for me personally, I can't really pinpoint one, uh, but I would say as at the time when I got him, Lingard was a very, very powerful signing for me. Um, wow. Also, Kelly Yenacho, as at the time when I got um, after Lingard, no, nobody really expected Lingard to pop because, you know, Lingard, we're always trolling him, Lingard, world best Lingard and all that. Mm-hmm. And when he got to West Ham, his first goal, everybody was like, eh, you know, what's going on here? And then he scored again. And I, I looked at it and I saw that Jesse Lingard is now a starter for West Ham. And, you know, he seems to be high on confidence. He seems to have something to prove. And West Ham wants to push on for European places. And definitely they want to play players on form. So I was like, OK, let me just take a punt on Jesse Lingard. And I did. And, oh, my God, like I was surprised. Back to back to back. And that was one of the early beneficiaries of... Um, Lingard's, you know, big holes. So, yes, um, Lingard and um, Kelechi. I, I don't need to say so much about Kelechi. <laughs> um, so, yes, they have been my signing of the season. What about your worst signing? 
I mean, we have had a lot of horrible signings, especially those signings that we buy and we give them the captain band immediately and then they, they just give us massive red arrows. I mean, I for one, my first signing is even the signing I got right from the start of the season. And it took me till like game week, game week eight before I would um, really recover from that. My worst signing this season has been Abameyang. Abameyang, Abameyang, Golden Boots winner. Um, the previous season, he didn't win the Golden Boots, but he finished just one goal short of um, Jamie Vardy that won the Golden Boots. So, I mean, consistency is there. And he was categorized as a midfielder. Come on, this is Salah all over again. I mean, this is imagine having Salah and Abameyang in your team. That's what I was. Thinking. I mean, I actually got Abameyang before I got Salah and Bruno Fernandez. That is how much. Yes, I mean, I I, I gave him the captain band on like four occasions. And being an Arsenal fan, I I didn't let go so easily. But I, I eventually had to let go in like um four or five. And I was like, nah, man, I've I've, I've had enough. I've had enough because I don't know. So you my worst signing of the season. What about you, Moise? What's been your worst signing? Uh, some people think it's harsh, but uh, Timo Werner. Mm. I, what, what I don't think, think that's harsh. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he actually pumped up his assists and rose penalties and stuff like that. So he's not like consistent black, but just went on that goal job. For so creating, I watch Chelsea. This guy gets chances almost every time. Yeah, call go for me, this guy. But couldn't do it. I had it from the start because I was expecting to just come in and stop popping in goals because of the way he plays fast. You know, very very hard to contain. But for like nine, for the first nine games or two, and wow, he got like one or two. Wow, and when I was on very clinical, I was on fire and then um, so so many people did expect him to actually pop up with good numbers and get um but oh well <laughs> we all know what happened. So what about you, uh thank you? What's been your worst signing of the season? <laughs> My worst signing has actually been some people's best signing until I bought him actually. Those kind of players that they are, they are performing so, so well until you bring them to your team and it's like, what the hell? Uh, it has been Gundogan for me, honestly. He has been... Like, wow. Wow. Like, you didn't like, partake from the Gundogan giveaway? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I, 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 I didn't eat in that meal. I didn't eat in that oh, meal. Ah, I was so infuriated. And, uh, he, at the time I bought him, it was 5.1. Last week I bought him, he rose to 5.3. And as so it was 6.1, he rose to 6.3. And as of now that I'm talking, he's 5.5 and still in my team. Honestly. Ah, From 6.3 to 5.5. Like, oh my God. When I bought him, he only performed um, that um, blank game with a lot of way a lot of things were having blank game with and gave me was five or six points, I think. So that was pretty much the only time Gundogan added points to my team. That went one of them. Honestly, it was it was horrible. It was horrible having Gundogan in my team. Honestly. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So uh, what about you? Uh, 
It's between Ziyech and Pulisic. But I'll, I'll pick Ziyech yeah, for now. Yeah. Ziyech, when, you know, initially the guy was injured to like yeah. game five or so. Then he came back against Burnley, he scored. I didn't buy him. Against Sheffield, he got like two assists. I didn't buy him. When I bought this guy at 8.2 million, I started giving three, two, one, one, two. Like, <laughs> consistently. And I was venturing oh, him for players like Bruno, venturing him for players like uh, oh my God. Salah. So wow. it was very annoying. I remember when, when oh I removed him, I vowed that I would never put this guy again in my team. Man. And I want to die for this. So, yeah. Okay, so to everyone listening, my own opinion is whatever the game week, whatever the situation, except on injury or um, special cases, do not bench Bruno and Salah for anybody. No matter the fixture, find a way to fit them in your starting 11. Even if they play each other, do not bench Bruno and Salah, as long as they are in your team, if they're not in your team, fine. But do not bench them. Moise, I'm sure we both agree on this. Absolutely. They are too expensive, they are too consistent not to be in your team. Mm. Okay, so um, on some heroes for this season, um, these are people who have slipped be, uh, below uh, radars, people who have been silently going about their business, getting the points, but people haven't really noticed them. Um, for me, I would say Harrison. Um, Harrison is, he has, he has a lot of points. For, I mean, he, he blanks a lot, but when he hauls, he hauls big. And uh, I think Harrison is in top, top seven for highest scoring midfielders this season. Um, so Harrison, to me, has been an unsung hero. You know, people that some haven't really been talking about this season. Moise, does anybody come to mind when you hear this unsung hero? Uh, for me, it's Jim Justin. I had him from the start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had him from the start. I was very cheap. I think it was 4.5 or something. I got him in and, oh, my God, he was so consistent. He was mm-hmm. so good. I test, FPL points. It was, I, I expected, it should have been on the train to the heroes. For the yeah. heroes, rather. You know, for his injury. So, yeah. I, I, just, I remember the guy and, It was really sad. It's really, really sad. Um, I know someone who literally cried when Justin got injured because, I mean, where do you start getting a replacement that good for that little, <laughs> as, as, yeah. as low as, you know, his, it's crazy, man, because you can't just do a direct swap and replace Justin. Who do you want yes. to get? Yeah, it was <laughs> so, so good. So cheap. Yeah. So Yes, yes, yes. So, um, what about you, Benki? Does anybody come to mind? Um, I'll pretty much say two, but for me, it's still my best signing this season. That's Cresswell. Um, aside Cresswell, I'll probably say Watkins because, look, this has been a terrific season for Watkins, but um, I didn't get him until towards the last 10 or last 10 or 12 games of the season was when I brought him in for Bamford. And even till now, he's still performing well. Cresswell, top four defenders. Watkins, top four forwards when it comes to points this season. So, um, those two players have really just been racking the points on a steady. They've just mm. been consistent. Giving those. So, if you add them from the start to the end of the season, 
you won't regret them. And, the, and their pricing was fair. So I think those are two players that um, really, re, really did a good job for their owners this season. Yes, they did. Um, Tunji, what about you? Mine will be Lingard. Because I bought yeah. Lingard in 29. And I bought him just out of hype. Like, I felt, okay, Lingard, you know, let me just try this guy. Maybe you try. I didn't even like him at all. And it's not mm-hmm. I loved about Lingard was the game week where he will blank, I will bench him. The game week where he will play well, he'll be on my team. So, you know those players that was giving me 12 points, 12 points, That is points. everybody's then dream. He will give two <laughs> points. The guy was on my bench. And the guy has given me 58 points within that nine game weeks. So, that's... Wow. that's it helped me oh, that's my I mean, I think I think that is everybody's dream, you know. Because when you bench a player and the player pops, oh my god, it's ah, so annoying. So, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so your dream is, you know, oh, I bench him. Ah, well, thank God he blanked, so he's on my bench. You know, I think that's everybody's dream to know that mm-hmm. someone that you bench actually blanks for everybody because that actually does translate to green arrows to somewhat. So yes, um that's <laughs> that's that's love. So, what about um your best game week so far? What has been your best game week so far? All um, right. So for me, best game week so far, game week fourteen. Remember the game week um, my United absolutely battered lead six two, and mm-hmm. then Liverpool went to Palace and just did them dirty seven seven zero. So I had yeah. Fernandez as my captain Ooh. for that game week. And he had 17 points, so captain mm. 34 points. I had Salah. Mm. Salah came in and dropped in two goals and an assist. I had Robert oh, King. From the bench, yeah, that week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, had, I didn't have him Robert that week. King. I felt like crying. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> <laughs> painful watching that. <laughs> That game yeah. was just so good. So I ended the game week with 96 points. Like that was like over 30 points ahead of the average points. So it was so, so good. Mm-hmm. No, that's, game a lot. Week that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, what about your, your worst game week? Um, I think we just do best and worst for everybody at once. So what about your worst game week? Uh, my worst game week, I think it was the game week. It was a double game week. I had stone. Oh my God. I bought his stone. I wanted oh so let me say I wanted to get stone. I had my able screenshotted it and sent to the group chat that I might want to make this transfer. Then before the deadline, I don't know what got into my head. I didn't make it. Stone popped up with 19 points. Yeah, I, I, I just, think that would be, I was so happy. Oh <laughs> I, I was almost in tears. Like, why did I not press this button on stone? And yeah. now I had red arrows because of him. That game it was so, yeah. so disappointing. And then Stone was on fire that game week, man. <laughs> so, Benki, uh, what has been your best and your worst game week this year? Well, as for best, I would say game week 11. And that was the game week I actually chose to go with the differential as my captain. The player everybody has pretty much forgotten about right now, uh, that was Buffett Zaha. Like, that was a really mm-hmm. sweet game for me. I think that was the game week where he dropped two goals and an assist. So, I think he had... Um, 17 or 19 points at the end. He got yeah. all the three bonus points. I think uh, Crystal Palace won by four goals to one or four goals to two. So he just gave me he gave me 38 points on that day. So I just ended the ended the game week with um 101 points. 
So I, yeah, I think that was like yeah, that, that was my only hundred points this season. I had a few 99s, 98s, 96s, but um yeah. that was, it was actually crazy because if he popped uh, Bruno popped, some other players just performed so well on that game. I think I only had one player in my team who had two points. Everybody had six points and above that game, we say it was so they really speak on that. Game game. Yeah. Wonderful game we can date. So Tunji, what about you? Okay, you haven't gone your bet, your worst. Okay, sorry about putting you short. So your worst ah, game. My worst. my worst would likely be a game week where I benched uh, uh Bamford and Bamford pulled up with 17 points. It was the first day on my bench, but everybody else, everybody else started started that game. <laughs> So he never, he never came on. Seventeen points was just. If I had those seventeen points right now, I know, I know, I'd be in the top four hundred k or so, top three hundred k. So, uh, that that was game week seven where I benched Bamford. So game week seven. Mm. That was that was pretty sad indeed. So what about you, Tunji? Your best and your worst game week. My best game week was game week thirty five. That was the game week where the teams had. Uh, Double game weeks. I had oh. one and twenty-five points, and I used my bench boost, and I captained Bruno. So it was like that game week was just awesome. Trent had like sixteen points. Benteke had fifteen points. Uh, this guy was it Jota too? He had like ten points. So that mm. game week was just like my best game ever. I think this season self that's the highest point I've had. Then for my worst. My worst game week is actually Moise's best game week. And that was game week 14. Wow. That game week, I removed Salah for Pulisic. And I captain Bruno. And I still captain Bruno. Pulisic had five points. I was just angry. You know that, that moment when I think Liverpool played 12.30. United played two on Saturday. So Chelsea played mm-hmm. on Monday. So by Saturday and Sunday, people were already counting their green arrows. Why me? I was just hoping to God that police should just score to go. But he gave me just one assist. I dropped that game with like that was my worst game with wow. looking for the fresh house. Wow. That, that okay. I was in that game. Yeah. Um, my best game week has to be uh, game week that my bench boost. That's a double game week. So I was one of those people who played my wild card week before I did my bench boost. So every single person, okay, no, at least I had um, out of the uh, best 11 and the four on bench, out of the 15 players, I think I had like 11 that had double game weeks. And so I, you know, when I used my bench boost, every single person put on my bench, everybody popped. I think I had like one hit something that game. It's my highest, I think, what? That's great. Yeah, I mean, ever, you know, so that was my best game week. My first game week, I don't know which. It's Adam Moses' best game week, in which Salah came from revenge to get two goals and an assist. Because I told people that game week, Salah was not going to start. And so I took him out. I was so sure he wasn't start. So I was like, I'm taking him out and I'll buy him next week. Next week, we're going to be fresh after I get rested and we're going to go. So I took out Salah. And I didn't start only for this guy to come from the bench and score two goals. Who does that? Two goals and who does that? I mean, it was it was really annoying. 
it was really annoying. I mean, the hat-trick of bowling offense was really annoying. And after that game, that was right. right. Yes, yes. back to back blanks. And like, that was when I was watching the game. I was like, this, this, it, it was really annoying. I swear, it was really annoying. And my um, co-worst game week has to be game week uh, where uh, the qualification game, cup qualification game. I didn't qualify as well as I did for FPL. I didn't qualify for cup because my captain and my vice captain both didn't play that game week. I think it was Kane and Son. I usually had my vice captain because of that. But the only week I did it to blow up my day was ah, my God, it is well. <laughs> okay, so um, okay, so how about uh, the player you've had all season? The player that you started with and you never took out till game week 38. Do you have any such player for you? Okay, while we wait for Bond to move on to you, Venki. Uh, such player who from game week one till game week 38 was forever in your team didn't go out and come back in or was in throughout ah no game week one no but game week two uh that was when i brought in bruno because man you didn't start the first game week. uh oh. because the previous season before um when the when bruno came in it was like lingard so i think i brought him after two or after the second week of performing very well, I brought in Bruno. So um, I wanted to do the same for this season, but man, he didn't play the first game, so I waited yeah. to get to. Then I brought in Bruno and I and I left him in my team till game week 37. So it's just this game week that he won't be in my team from game week two, and he was my captain for the most part. So um, parting away with him at this time is just me taking a risk yeah. on the differential. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty impressive because yeah, aside from the first and the last game week you had Bruno, so yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, what about you, Tunji? Uh, who have you uh, had from the beginning? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, the person that comes close is um, Emi Martinez. That I bought him mm. with five, and guys, we just since you know. Set and forget. Martinez has been pretty impressive this season. Way better than I actually expected him to. I mean, we all know he's a top quality goalkeeper, but nobody expected um, where Aston Villa to do as well as they did. You know, beginning of season. So yeah, we've had fifteen clean sheets this season. That's 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 a lot. And I mean, he has like two, two or three penalties. I think so. Yeah, that also helps too. And he gets a lot of safe points. So sometimes even when they don't clean sheet. Uh, he gets like one or two state points sometimes. So yes, he's been pretty. And I think he, I think he's the highest. Um, when you talk about points, I think he's the highest uh, goalkeeper. Yes, he is. Yeah, he points, and the keeper that follows him next is Melie with one hundred and fifty-four. Yeah. So that the difference is clear, man. That's seven yeah. of right there, man. Difference. Claire. <laughs> okay, so um, personally, someone who I've, I've had from game week one to game week 38 um, is Mitchell. Um, I, I really expected Mitchell to start a couple of games. You know, he was my low-key um, Wambisaka 
you know, and um, he did start some games, but Patrick Van Anholt had to spoil things for boys. You know, he had to come back from injury. And um, although I still left Mitchell, because I mean, who are you going to replace him with? He's 4.0, and he later dropped to 3.8. So I just left wow. Mitchell in my team. Uh, but he did start some um, some games and give me some really good points. That was a particular of all this. Is, um, um, his 12 point holes and all that. You know, I think I benefited from every single top point that Mitchell dropped this season. So yes, Mitchell is someone who has been in my team from beginning till um, this very last game week. Uh, how about you, um, Luis? Um, who um, has been in your team all through? Um, I, I don't have anyone that has been in my team all through. This game, this season has been crazy. Mm-hmm. And I've been calling. Yeah, the person that comes close is actually Dallas. I had Dallas from game week one to thirty-one. In one to thirty-one, then I took him out on my wild card because of the again the top fixtures they had against City, Man United. I I I regret that decision. I absolutely regret that decision. Actually, I just left him. I'm going to get him in shot because just to give him that final respect. Bossman, yeah. come and save my game week against me. <laughs> I'm going to for this last game against the West Brom. Dallas, super consistent for me. Okay. Um, speaking of game week, I'm sure all of us want to give a good push, yeah. and that will not be possible if your captain doesn't pop. So, who is your captain pick for this week? Starting with you, Moe. Uh, my captain pick for the game week. I, I want to go rogue this game week. I'm, I don't want to cap Salah. I don't want to cap King. I, I just want to have fun. So it's probably going to be uh, Bamford. It's probably going to be Bamford for me. But generally, I would advise you know, he has all the numbers behind him. Yeah, well, Liverpool fighting for top four. Anfield is going to have 10,000 people yeah, for the first Anfield. time. Anfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going to be rocking. to play very well. So Salah generally, but for me. My personal thing to be a Bamford. Okay, how about you, Benki? Who's your captain pick for this week? Uh, for this week, it's a, it's a Liverpool player. Liverpool at home at Anfield with the fans. Um, if I'm not capping Sal, if I'm not capping Salah, then I'm capping Trent. If I'm not capping Trent, I'm capping Mane. So, um, wow, I'm right. going, <laughs> I'm going all out with Liverpool players. Yes. <laughs> Okay, okay. It's safe to say that um, this is going to be a red game week, you know, for you. Uh, because, I mean, that... You... <laughs> you, you that yeah. I actually do feel Liverpool are going to score big, you know, because ah, it's, it's unheard of, you know, for the Champions League winners and for... Um, very impressive Liverpool side that won the league last season to just miss out on top four. Ah, that would be totally unheard of. Um, so, yes, I, I expect them to give a very, very big push at Anfield, especially when their fans are there. They have, I think they have one of the best records, um, best home records, you know, since um, Jose Mourinho's first spell at, um, at the Stamford Bridge. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have the best home record. You know, it's just this season, in the absence of their fans, that they lost a couple of home games. So I do expect them to really push on. Uh, how about you, Tunji? Who's your captain? I'm not sure yet, but I'm leaning towards Salah. 40% Salah, 30% Kane. Then my village people are telling me to bring in 
Femi and Captain him or Joey Lock. So I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> well, your village with, people might just be right. Yeah, Who they told me to remove Salah in game week 14 to begin. I think him do because I think uh, that game, Leicester mm. must win to go to the Champions League. If they lose, they will still be in the Europa League spots. So I feel they will want to go all out and score. So I feel Kane might just get that opportunity. Get advantage. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, but for Palace, is that guy's last game. They might not want him to go out with a bad, bad pace. Yet is their coach's last game with them. And here already we've said money might score. Let's see. Okay. Okay. Just go for that. Go for <laughs> that uh Femino or Jorilo. Don't disappoint you. Just go for it. <laughs> I think this Let's... is your village chief speaking right now. Okay, uh personally, um I'm thinking, should I just keep it simple and captain uh, Salah? I think Salah would uh, win the Golden Boot. I think worst case scenario, they are going to share it. Um, either they share it or Salah wins it. Um, I think Salah would match Kane's um, Yeah, goal. I think Kane's definitely going for the Golden Boot too. Yeah, both yeah. they are tied currently. They are tied currently. Yeah, yeah But I points. think um, Salah would either match Kane's results for this game week or he would do better. Because, yes, it's important for both um, Spurs and um, Liverpool. Liverpool has to win to um, qualify for Champions League. Spurs have to win to qualify for the Europa League. But um, I think, like, Salah has the backing of his fans. Um, Liverpool's team are more explosive. Um, although Tottenham played well in the last game, but uh, well, their last two game weeks, rather, not their last game week. Um, but... Spurs have been very unconvincing since uh, Mourinho left, you know. So I don't know. I, I would rather I would rather go for uh, Salah, or I would just you know take a differential and go for Rafinha. So it's just um, one of them for me. All right. So as we wrap up the final podcast for this season, um, any words of wisdom for our listeners? Starting with you, Moise. Any advice? Any um, thing that you would say, okay, for next season, make sure you do this or make sure you avoid this. So, Moise? I think it, it's been a very weird season. That's why it's very tough to give an advice place now. So, this season is kind of weird. We have more away wins than home wins. We had games cancelled left, right and centre. It's been very tough, but what I'll just say for the next season is um, once the season starts, Go with the child and trusted first. That's it. Go with the child and trusted. Just go with those guys, your Salas, your Fernandez. And don't take too many, too much risk. Then just wait for, you know, little look at maybe 4.5 million from from thirty. We know Norwich wants to play football. We know Puki. We know all those guys want to play well. So you can just pick one or two from Norwich and so. But just stick with the child and trusted to start with them. I said the game week as as it goes. That'll be mad. Okay. So what about you, Benki? Any words of wisdom for your listener? Well, um, personally this has been my best game week. Um I was a noob to FPL for the past two or three years. I think last year I just finished in the two million, three million area, but this year, uh if this week is green, I should finish in the top five hundred K. 
to from 500 from 2 million to 500k i think that's a really really big boost for me considering how competitive this season was again mm-hmm. um finishing with uh, if if things are if i see 80 points i'll finish with 2300 so um, my advice is following the trend actually which which sounds wrong because most times you hear people say don't follow the trend but that's something i didn't do enough for this season i missed out on good nogan i was late for lingard um, I was also late for a year natural, even though a year natural. Um, I was late for players that everybody was, um, they were performing, but I chose not to look at them because they might flop. So I, I, I think I didn't follow the trend enough this season. But aside that, there were a lot of good players. I enjoyed this two sex season. Um, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed some other players who when they were really performing this season. So um, I would just say, um, Follow the trend a little bit. Just look at players that are really performing, and um, when you see them start performing, it's, uh, try and take risks on them. Go for those kind of players. Um, this season, a lot of standard, steady, consistent players didn't really perform. You have Aubameyang who was off. You have the Bruyne who wasn't really there. People were talking about Sterling, but not feeling there. So there were players that we would have banked on normally, but those players went coming through for because those smaller teams, those teams that we wouldn't want to look at normally. Those things that would look away, you know, things like Leeds, things like West Ham, those were the things that really gave us points this season. Um, Tottenham players too did well. Some of those consistent players did well, while we had to see some new players really deliver for us. So I'll just say, uh, eye out on players that are performing and don't be scared to follow that trend a little bit. Okay, okay, pretty impressive. Um, how about you, Tunji? Um, any words of wisdom? My first advice, don't let club loyalty fool you. Okay. Uh, I think we, 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 we've seen it with your own case, the guy that you can't come from. Game with one. Oh, my God. And in my own case, too, we are captain the Pulisic in place of Salah and Bruno. So, especially if, 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 you, if you try them once, you don't do well, just move them. Don't because they are in your club. Then just keep sticking with them, sticking with them, sticking with them with ZH and so on. Then I think don't be too critical of away games. Me, no, normally, although this season we've seen more away wins than previous seasons. That's because we've not seen fans and stuff like that. But then, whenever a player is in form, I like benching them if they are away from home. And this season, the players that have given me points from the bench that I missed out on form. The players that played away from home. So mm. if the player is in form, whether he's home or away, still try and keep them in your team. You might not captain them, but still put them there. So uh okay. yeah, I think these are the two advice I can give. Okay. So uh, personally I would say um always go for form over fixtures because um sometimes it may seem like somebody has a lot of fixtures showing red in terms of fixture difficulty. But if the person is on form, make sure you still have that person. Um, we saw it in the case of Dallas, you know, who had really tough fixtures and lots of people sold him and he scored big. Um, we saw it in the case of Jesse Lingard, who scored Arsenal, who scored in his next game. We saw it in the case of Joe Willock, who, you know, kept scoring even with difficult fixtures. Um, you know, lots and lots of them. In fact, this season, we had, just like you all said, we had more um, away wins than home wins. 
And so I feel it, that's something I, I noticed even um, last season and this season, form over fixtures. Fixtures are good, but what good are the fixtures if that player is not on form? You know, so form over fixtures. And minus eight, an eight point hit is almost never worth it. And yeah, eight points never, is never. almost never worth it. Why I say almost never? Uh, well, maybe that game week you have like three players, and like you have like four or five players having blank game weeks. And, um, you know, you might just say, okay, at least these players I'm going to take this point hit for. They are not going to play that game week. And maybe the next game week, um, they have, you know, fixtures that, you know, you don't expect them to do anything. Or oh, uh-huh. maybe, just maybe, could take a minus eight. But I do not advise a minus eight. Um, only on rare occasions, I even go for a four-point hit. So a minus eight is almost never worth it. So um, stay away from that, guys. Um, so, okay. So final words for the season. Um, I'll just, in uh, a few seconds, um, we'll just round up. So Benki and Tunji are guests for today. Um, okay, we'll start with you, Benki. So just um, say final to everybody and we'll wrap up for the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I honestly don't know what to say about this season, but I'll just say um, everybody should just keep playing um, ups and downs as usual. As very, very usual, especially the downs this season, they've been really, really bad. One week you are in the top 200k, the next week you've dropped like um, you've dropped like hundred thousand places. The next week you are seeing like three hours, three, three red arrows for three weeks back to back. So there are weeks like that, but when when it's good, it's good. It feels good. So uh, always, always remember those good moments when playing here. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, guys. So our listeners know who exactly have been helping with analysis. Can we all say our the names of our teams and our overall APL and our overall FPL rank this year? This season, starting with you, movie. Yeah, okay. Um, the name of my team is um six stars. So my overall player rank is around ninety k for the season, and Nigeria eight hundred and something. Nigeria. Then now uh, UFPL league, very disappointing. From number one last season to I think I'm number fourteen this season. It has been very competitive. Okay, how about you, Benki? Um, so this season has been more of learning, but I finished um overall. I'm presently five hundred and nine thousand. Um, in our min in Nigeria, I'm seven thousand five hundred. Then in our mini league, I'm presently number eighty. Number eighty, coming from three hundred or two hundred last season. I think um I'll do, I'll just take my improvements this season for now. Then. Probably give a better fight next season, but 500k overall and 18 hour league. Okay, All so right. how about you, Tunji? You know, my team is Tijizwe FC. My overall rank is 523,708, which is potentially now my worst rank unless I get more points this game week. In Nigeria, I'm ranked 7,713. And on the group, I'm in position number 83. So hopefully this game week, I'll be able to get one point and pass Benki that is in number 80. So he said 80. <laughs> let, me, let me take down his name. <laughs> okay. Uh, personally, um, I think I'm... 
I'm like the highest amongst all of us for um, overall um, 85k in the world, um, 748 in Nigeria, and in our league eleventh. Uh, I'm currently eleventh in, um, in our mini league, uh, which is quite impressive. I think the last league, uh, the last season, I was like 40 something or 30 something in our mini league. Um, so yeah, this season yeah. has it's not been entirely bad. <laughs> so yeah, so okay, okay, guys. So we're gonna say um, goodbye to everybody on um, all our listeners, and we hope you guys have a successful um, final game week. We hope you guys have lots and lots of green arrows. Um, except you are in my mini league, so I hope you have red arrows. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's all say goodbye to our listeners. Yeah, right. goodbye, everyone. It has been right. a very up and down season, but hopefully we end it in the right way. Bye. Okay. Bye, guys. See you next season. Bye-bye, buddy. See you next season. Ten, please, two goals. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. next season we'll also be having our podcast um during the year um, and during the transfer window okay so stay tuned um most likely will be coming up um for every fortnight so um enjoy the rest of your day and happy end of the season